as a creative person, I also understand where creative people get kind of uh, stuck. Right. You know, because we have an, uh, another idea every minute. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. I'm RV Robinson. I'm the master speaker trainer, international speaker, and author of Speak Up, Get Clients. And I am so excited today because I have a dear friend of mine. I have Ellen Violette. Ellen Violette. I just love her name. And Ellen and I have been friends and colleagues for many, many years. And we were at an event, a virtual event, ran into each other, and we're reunited. And so I wanted to immediately invite her to be on this podcast and to share her valuable information with you. So let me just give her a formal introduction that she deserves. Ellen Violette is an award-winning book and business coach, multiple number one bestseller, best-selling author, co-author of Sell More Books, Sell More Ebooks with Internet Marketing, Guru Jim Edwards, host of Books Business Abundance Podcast, CEO of Create a Splash Marketing and Grammy-nominated songwriter. She helps busy, creative visionaries, leaders, and change makers write, publish, and launch to number one bestseller and market their books to get more clients, make more money, make a bigger impact, and leave a lasting legacy. She's the creator of the groundbreaking seven-day bestseller book writing boot camp where she teaches her students how to write a professional nonfiction book in only seven days with three days of writing time and, she's, and she has a 100% success rate taking her clients to number one bestseller. As a creative, she helps other creatives harness their creativity to reach their potential, and her mission is to make the world a better place, one book at a time. She's been working with authors since 2004 and lives in San Diego, California with her husband, Kristen. When she's not working with her clients or writing, she's making music. So, Ellen, I am so excited to have you here on the show. I am so excited to be here. It's been a long time. Yes, you know, you have so many talents and so many gifts, not just writing books or helping people write, but you have so many gifts. So I just want to you to jump in and just tell everyone how you got to be doing what you're doing today. Well, it, it was a long journey, but I was in the music business for almost 20 years. I, I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> and I had a world-class studio in the house I grew up in. And basically what happened was my parents were helping us. And they actually suggested we build the studio. And when my parents passed away, I ended up having to sell the house. I had to, you know, my studio was there. My livelihood was there. Everything was there. And uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was in my 40s. And so uh, I ended up having to fix their house in order to get any money out of the estate. 
and gather enough to figure out, you know, what to do next without being homeless right then. So I had to fix the house. So we did that. We moved to San Diego from Los Angeles and the market was taking off. We started buying, fixing, selling houses and we made a lot of money very quickly doing that. And then the market got too hot and we moved back to LA. We took a property management job and that was when I was like, well, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And uh, I certainly wasn't going to be being a property manager. And I'd always wanted to write a book. So I got online, I started looking around and I found eBooks and I thought, oh my God, this is amazing. Because in the music business, you know, you didn't get paid very much. It was like 10 cents a record. There were all these gatekeepers. There was so much money to be made that nobody wanted to let you in. And it was very, very difficult. So I was winning awards and I wasn't making any money. And so I had to, you know, figure out what to do, but I knew that there was something more in me. And so I got online, I found a New York Times bestselling author, I got a consultation with him, and I said, do you think I can do this? And he said, oh yeah, you know, just write and then send it out on spec. And I was like, no thanks, I did that for 20 years, not interested, right? I wanted control of my life and my creativity. And so um, I decided that I wasn't going to do that. And so ebooks were the way I wanted to go. I started writing my first ebook, and it was not fun because, first of all, in those days there was there were not there was no there were no ebook coaches. Nobody called themselves an ebook coach. And uh, there was one book, and there was one e-course, and I was like. I can't believe this. And by that point, I was already starting to make a living copywriting. Um, I'd been a, a copy editor and a layout person for magazines earlier on. I'd been a publicist earlier on before I got in the music business. And so I figured that was some way I could just make money. And then I just started learning. You know, I started learning direct marketing copy. I started taking courses. Teleseminar Secrets was the big thing. And I took that and that was the rude awakening when Alex Mendocian said the money is not in the books, but teaching what's in the books. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I thought, well, let's try coaching. And I thought, you know, we actually went to the big seminar and Alex was associated with Armin Morin in those days. And I was like, I can't believe there are no ebook coaches here. Like I figured if there were any, that's where they would be. And they weren't there. So I thought, I can do this better. I know I can. And I studied with a coach to learn how to coach. And he happened to have a little uh, short ebook that was like a diary journal kind of deal. And with everything I was learning from my first book, which was actually on moving because that was what we'd been doing a lot, buying, fixing, selling houses. And it was what I knew how to do. So I started there. But it was so boring after a while, and it was so tedious, and I was like, oh, I want to give up. <laughs> but at that point, I'd already decided I could do this better, and I want to be the ebook coach, so I better finish this book if I'm going to teach others how to do this. And so that's what I did. So I finished the book, but I worked with a, a regular coach. It was costing me a lot of money every month, and he didn't have a system, and it was just like make the mistake, and then he would tell me how to fix it, and I thought there's got to be a better way than this. Yeah. And that's how I created my, my signature workshop. It wasn't called that in the early days. It, it had a different name. What was it um, called? What? What was it called? Well, it started out being called the Quick Start 3-Day Ebook Authoring Workshop. 
And then it was, uh, what is it? The three day, three days to ebook cash workshop. And uh, anyway, but now I wanted to change it because over the years, what happened was it was no longer really an ebook. I mean, now when I work with clients, we do it as an ebook. We do it as a book. It's one book. So, right. uh, so anyway, so I, I needed to change it. So we changed it again. But, um, but that's really the story. So I just taught it. And the, I had two people in my first one. And I was devastated. And then when it was over, I was glad I only had two people because they told me what I did wrong. Right, right. Right. And I made it better. And I just kept teaching it. And I've given that workshop 30 times now over the years. That's amazing. And, and so it's writing your book, like in three days, writing your ebook. Right. It's writing your book. And it's, uh, you know, I give a lot of instruction and then they actually do the writing. And I'm, uh, there's a mastermind. So I help them with their title and what they need on that. And then uh, they can, I, I do it like you're a doctor on call, like the whole time they're writing. So if they get stuck, they can just call me right. and get them unstuck. And then when, once they've gotten that done over the weekend, it's like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then on Monday, we talk about editing and formatting and publishing. And then there's also an option with the workshop where they can actually have us edit and format and, and publish it. So it's, it's done. It's up. It's Nice. Now, yeah, tell me something. It's ready to go. Over the years, how many books of your clients have you gotten out? Have you helped birth? Right? I don't, you know, I lost track, but I figured the last time I counted, it was like over 300. That's beautiful. I think you need yeah. to uh, keep track because it can. Yeah, well, it's too late from the early years. I mean, oh, this has been going since 2004. So that's why I went back and tried to see, but yeah. you know, too many people had, had, you know, gotten off the list by then. So. Right. right. But what's probably about 500. Yeah. What success. Okay. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Why should speakers have a book? Why? There are a few reasons why speakers should have a book. One is that when you speak, if you have a business card, people throw it out, right? But if you have a book, people feel guilty. They're not going to throw it out, <laughs> right? Most likely. And so sometimes it'll, you know, sit on a shelf like behind you right now. You got, I see you have stuff on your shelf. There's yeah. Right there. <laughs> right. And, um, or on a coffee table or whatever, but it reminds them every time they go by. And that's really one of the reasons why you also want it on their spine. So that even if it's, you know, not facing forward like your books, but facing the other way, you still see the name of the book. So that's important for that. Right. The other thing is, is that when you speak, not everybody's going to want to sign up with you right away, right? So you want to have an introductory, low cost, high value product that people can buy so they can learn more about you and get into your funnel you know, of what you teach or what, you know, what you offer. Right. And so a book does that. Yes. And another thing it does too is open doors. I know some organizations that won't even allow you to speak. Right. Oh. Yeah. I have had clients come to me. Right. I'm having a little frog in my throat here. I've had people come to me where, uh, I had one client come to me not that long ago and he wanted to speak and he said, I, I need a book to speak. And within six weeks he had his first speaking gig Beautiful. and we got his book to number one in six categories. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. And again, it gives the speaker credibility. Absolute credibility, authority. Yeah. yeah. 
it might take a long, I mean, six weeks is awesome. Uh, my book, it took me nine years because I didn't have you as a coach. Uh. And it was because of, you know, I can speak, you know, I could put on an event tomorrow, right? I know yeah. how to do it, but actually I had to um, learn how to write. You know, and I did have help because, you know, Lee Pound is, you know, been my um, right, right. In, in events. And so he's a book coach. And um, first draft he looked at, he said, oh, this is interesting. It looks like a <laughs> bunch of articles strung together. You know, <laughs> I didn't know how to tie chapters and, and all of that. Mm -hmm. So once I learned, we worked together and once I learned... Uh, how to do it, then it went very quickly. And then I had to make it a priority. But right, right. Yeah, you have to schedule it. You have to be motivated. You have to want it. I mean, it's work. It's well, work. It's not going to write itself. That's right. You know, um, uh, Les Brown, he, his second book, which just came out, which is uh, I'm Hungry or You Gotta Be Hungry or something, mm -hmm. it took him 20 years. 20 oh, yeah. years to finish that book. Well, I'll tell you something. There are different kinds of books. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have now written, I think this one's my eighth, eighth or ninth book uh, that, by myself. I also wrote the one with Jim, and then I have another one that was a collaboration book that I put together. Right. right. But, um, but writing them myself, I mean, like this last one I did, here's this last one I did. This, is, uh, this was my not-for-resale copy. 21 Strategies to Jumpstart Your Book Marketing Online. That one. Awesome. And That's that one, I mean, it, it, I wrote it so fast. I literally wrote the first draft in a day. It, I mean, it just like poured out of me. But I'm writing one now, and it's much more complex. So, you know, like sometimes people will say to me, well, well, you know, can they write their book in a week, you know, in a weekend? And it really depends on what the book is. But regardless of how far you get, you get the structure, you get the understanding, you get the title, the subtitle, you know, the outline and, and the step-by-step -step for how to do it. So, yeah, I mean, not everyone can be written in a day like, right. like that one. But um, it really depends on how organized your mind is. Right. And I loved how what you said, it just poured out of you. And I've heard yeah. that. I've heard of that. Mine didn't. Mine was a it was an effort. <laughs> well, it also helps if you're a writer to begin with. You yeah. Know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Which I wasn't. Which brings me to another question. Yeah. What do you say to people that say, "Just speak your book, just speak it in a microphone"? What do you say to that? What I say to that is, you can do that if you set it up properly. Like the, the foundation doesn't change. Like there's one of the things that I see over and over that is so frustrating to me and I feel like a broken record a lot of the time is people will write the book and then come to me or like this happened just the other day. Somebody said they wanted to set up a time to talk to me and then he said, oh, well, let me get the first draft done and then I'll talk to you. And I'm like, no, no, no. Talk to me first because if you set it up properly, it can affect how you decide to write the book. In other words, it's like you have to look at what's the positioning, you know, what makes your book different, uh, what are the keywords, what's the title, what's, what's the subtitle, what do you want people to do when they're done reading the book? And when you know all those things, it can affect how you decide to write it because the way you want to write the book is so that it leads directly into that offer where people are like, yes, I need, this, I need to do this next step because that's why you're writing the book. You're writing the book to get people into your... I hate to say funnel because people may not know, you know, 
what that what I mean by that. But funnel doesn't necessarily mean a piece of software like you know like ClickFunnels or something like that. It just means that it's it's you get more people at the top of your uh, what you do, and then you get less and less people at higher and higher prices, and that is the funnel. But you got to get them in. You got to get them in, and the way you get them in is with the book and that first offer. Right. Or that's one way you get them in. Well, I I uh, tried speaking my book, uh-huh. and it doesn't work because speaking is much different than writing, and it was just it's going to take way too much editing. So whenever anybody for me says uh, speak your book, I just say run. Wow. Oh, well, okay. well, the other thing is once you've got that and then you you make the outline, right? And so if you make the outline where it's just chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, that way, it's a lot harder than if you do chapter one and then all the points you want to make within the chapter and then chapter two and all the points you want to make. It's much easier to talk it if you've done that yeah, than if you don't. Go. But yeah. And I, but every, everybody's different. I mean, the one thing I found, I have written books every way you can possibly think of, yeah. really. I mean, the only one I haven't done is directly from a blog yet, but I've done everything else. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it can be done any which way. And then you just decide, you know, which ones work best for you. Right. And it, there's there always isn't editors. one way. There's always editors and editing. To there's help. always editors and editing. Yeah. But, but I will say it's like the better you set it up again, the less editing, the less expense. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of people that, you know, you mentioned earlier a few minutes ago that people say, well, let me get my first draft done and then see you. And you mm-hmm. say, no, because that then it, it, it's harder to undo. I get that all the time. with speech. Yeah. You know, they bring a, a handwritten speech to me and they're so in love with their own words. Yes. You know, no, tear that up because I too, like you, have a structure. Mm-hmm follow and when you when you already have it in your mind it's really hard to break that mold I love that you said that because I go through that a lot with people with their titles it's like if they've sat on it too long and they've gotten really attached to it yeah. and then we go and look at it and first of all it may not be right it may not have the right keywords uh or the domain name's gone you want to be able to get the domain name that's you right. know and then if somebody else has it who's in your niche now if you still use it you're sending them the traffic, so you're marketing for them, and then what they'll do is, you know, get a .net or a .something else. People always go to .com. So yeah. I, I always say to them, look, this is an opportunity to just be get uh, to just become more creative with your title. Very good, very good. Yeah. All right, so let's talk a little bit about speaking. So I know you've you're a writer, you've been out there speaking, mm-hmm. all this. So what, in your opinion, Ellen, what are the traits of a million dollar speaker? Well, the first is clarity. I mean, you absolutely have to know what you can solve for people, you know, what the problems are that you can solve, what your solutions are, who your ideal clients are. And I know that can be, you know, that can be uh, trying for some people. And I will say that when I started, I just worked with people. I didn't worry about who my ideal client was. I just worked with people. And by working with people, I figured out who I like working with and who I don't like working with. There you go. Right? So I always say now, you know, just start. I know it's the, this is the hardest thing. It's like people want to know all the answers before they start. You can't know all the answers. And you get feedback, and that helps you. 
So, you know, one of the biggest things that I have clients do with their titles is I'll say, go talk to your clients, or if you don't have clients, you know, who you think you'd like to work with, and ask them, you know, what are the problems that keep them up at night? You know, what do they need help with? And then use the language, if you can, in your title or subtitle, and if not, at least in your marketing, so that you're parroting back what they said to you. When When you say in my bio, uh, at the end there, you know, uh, and, and have a lasting, le- a legacy, a lasting legacy. It's because that's what people said to me they want out of their book. I didn't just like pick that out of the air, right. Right. you know? So if you understand how to connect with your audience, then the next thing is, you know, you've got to communicate it in your speaking. Right. If Ab- you don't know all that stuff, it's kind of hard to say what you don't know. Right. Absolutely. And I really love how, you know, you, if you don't know who your target market is, even in speaking, even mm-hmm. go and do it for a while and you will find out who you want to. Right. Exactly. Same thing with the book. I had yeah. And it called it, and I love this term, who is your fantasy client? Mm. Who's your fantasy? So just, it's, you know, too many times we're all, we're ideal client, ideal client. That's what we hear. But Think of what is your fantasy, and then that'll let your your brain kind of just um, imagine, and then right, you can really right. imagine who your client is, and then you can write for them. You can find those kind of speaking engagements. Uh, when I first came out of corporate America years ago, I came out of the CPA world, and so it was logical for me to want to coach CPAs, attorneys, and things like that. And after working with them one on one like that for you know, just a couple of months, I learned very quickly. I got out of corporate America for a reason. And right. I don't work with these suits anymore. Right. And I wanted, you know, to expand. So I, I, you know, quit looking for those clients and I went to looking for the smaller companies and the entrepreneurs and the heart centered people and all of that. And now, um, primarily my target are Christians mm-hmm. and, or men and women of faith. And now, um, I mean, I enjoy working with them. I can talk about faith if I want to. I, they don't, you know, steal my time. They don't take advantage of me. They don't not pay me. You know, they don't make me wait in their lobby. You know, right, I, right. Some of my corporate. Uh, yeah, or sometimes like me. I mean, I was never in corporate America. So that was like, there's no way I was going to work with those kind of people. I mean, I didn't relate to them very well, you know. But another thing that I did learn along the way is as a creative person, I also understand where creative people get kind of uh, stuck. Right. You know, because we have another idea every minute. You know, and, and then the other thing is like what you were saying before about it's like they want to love what, you know, they want to love it. And when you're speaking, I do agree, you need to love what you're talking about. And you need to feel good about your title. I had somebody come to me where they were in a program and they were given a title and they just, they didn't like the title. And not only did they not like it, but I knew the title was not going to connect with their audience. It was not going to serve them well. But the bottom line of it was, was they were not proud of it. And I said to them, you cannot speak about this book if you don't feel good about it. Right. And so we had to find a title that worked based on the keywords, the categories, you know, the positioning, but that one that she liked. And so sometimes there's a little bit of finessing in that, like there was a, a phrase that came up that was in a couple of the bestsellers. And I said, well, you really should use this phrase because 
it's showing up over and over for a reason. She right. wasn't comfortable with that phrase. Now, I wish she would have used it, but I don't think she's going to, but we're finding other ones that we can use. So again, you know, it's always that balancing act between what works, what's best, and what you feel proud to present. I agree. Well, Ellen, our time is up, but I just want to say it's just been such a pleasure to have you. You just are a wealth of knowledge. And, uh, you know, so how do people get more of you? How do they connect with you and learn more about you and your programs? They can go to booksopendoors.com. That's the website. And uh, if they want to work with me, there is a questionnaire there that they can fill out just so I can learn more information about how I can best help them. Also, you mentioned the podcast. The podcast is Books Business Abundance, the Books Business Abundance podcast. And on that page, there is a free um, guide. It's called Book Planning Secrets, a simple four-step guide to writing a bestseller. So they can get that freebie there. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Ellen. I really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right, so that completes this edition, this episode of The Million Dollar Speaker. You have heard it. If you want to be a million dollar speaker, you must have a best-selling book. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to The Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review and feel free to share our channel with your friends and family. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. We would love to hear from you. And remember, you are one step closer to becoming a million dollar speaker.